Welcome back to the Retirement is Within Reach podcast. My name is Jerry Doherty. Thanks for stopping by today. As always, it's good to see everybody once again. You know, in addition to hosting this podcast, as I always like to mention, for the past 10 years, I've been hosting a daily radio program on a Massachusetts radio station, WCRN, quite a big station, a 50,000-watt radio station. I'm on every weekday, Monday through Friday from 11 to noon, and if you'd ever like to listen, simply say, Alexa, play WCRN, and like magic, you'll get more retirement planning information in one week listening to that program than some people might get in an entire lifetime. So last week in episode number six of this podcast, we spoke about how retirement, how retirement is all about income and how you generate income from those piles of accumulated retirement savings and how the retirement income strategy you use is going to make all the difference in the world to the quality of your golden years. So today I want to talk a little bit more about generating retirement income. What are the best ways to do that? And specifically about some of the more dangerous, more flawed ways of generating retirement income. So is anybody out there familiar with the concept of average versus actual rates of return? Are you familiar with that? Just by a show of hands. Is anybody out there? I see a few hands going up, but not too many. So there's a big difference between an average rate of return and an actual rate of return. So let me kind of explain how this works. You know, earlier this year in January, I was invited to an investment symposium where the main speaker made a really interesting comment. She said that one of her company's investment choices had been enjoying a 6% per year average rate of return. But later in her presentation, she suggested that if someone is retired, that they shouldn't deplete their nest egg by more than 3% a year. That's what they should take out as an income withdrawal. Otherwise, there'd be too high a chance that that person could run out of money. And her comment struck me as so strange because I asked myself, if your retirement nest egg were earning 6% per year on average, why can you only deplete your nest egg by 3% per year? If the account is earning 6% per year, why can't someone take out 6% as an income and never deplete their nest egg? If you're earning more than you were drawing, what's the problem? Her statements really seem very incongruous to me. Someone earns 6% per year, but they can only spend 3% per year. Otherwise, they're going to end up broke. How can that possibly be? It just didn't make any sense. You know, think about it in a very personal way. You know, if you were eating more calories every day than you burned off, wouldn't you put on weight? If you were taking in more calories than you got rid of on a daily basis, wouldn't you continuously get bigger and bigger and bigger? Well, why doesn't it work that way for your retirement nest egg? If you're putting in more than you're taking out, how can you possibly go broke? How could you possibly be losing weight under that scenario? So did you ever open up your account statement for one of your retirement plans, perhaps an IRA, a 401k, 403b, any other type of statement. And you notice that your account statement might show what certain investment allocations have averaged as an annual rate of return. And then you think to yourself, I've never received a rate of return anywhere near that number, that average number. Well, let me tell you why there's a disconnect between what your account has averaged and what your account has actually earned. Let me also tell you why the woman who spoke at that symposium that I attended was very incongruous in her statements. You know, we generally think about four-letter words as being very dirty words, but there's a seven-letter word in finance that is a very 
dirty word. And that word is, of course, the word average, A-V-E-R-A-G-E. The truth is you will never receive an average rate of return. And to paraphrase Winston Churchill, when a certain truth is so shocking, it must be surrounded by bodyguards of deception and lies. You see, the problem with averages is that gains and losses are weighted equally. They count the same when calculating an average. When in reality, losses will affect your retirement nest egg more dramatically than gains will. Let me repeat that. Losses will affect your retirement nest egg more dramatically than gains. Gains and losses are not the same thing. They're very different. And their impact on your retirement nest egg is very different. Yet when you average them, it treats them the same. Think about it this way. If you had $100 and over one year it gained 50%, how much money would you have? You had $100 and it gained 50%. I think I heard somebody say it. You'd have $150. That's correct. But what if the next year your $150 lost 50%? Now how much would you have? Well, now you'd have $75. Your $150 would be cut in half. So over a two-year period of time, in actual terms, your account has lost 25% of its value. You've gone from $100 down to $75. However, your average return would have been zero over the two years because it went up by 50%, then it went down by 50%. But your actual return would have been minus $25. You lost 25% of your portfolio. Yet by looking at it from an average rate of return perspective, you would have been led to believe that you hadn't lost any money. Averages create a distorted accounting to understanding how your retirement nest egg is actually doing. Let me give you a good example of average versus actual rates of return. You know, there's a wonderful 2012 Fox Business News article. The article is titled, Solving the Myth of Rate of Return. If you Google that, the article will pop right up. And in the article, they say, if you were to review the Dow Jones Industrial Average since 1930, and if you, add, if you were to add up every year's return and then divide by its 81-year history, the Dow Jones Industrial Average returns are average 6.31%. Then they write, however, if you do the math like we did, you get an actual return of 4.31%, riding all those ups and downs. Then the article goes on to attach some real numbers to this. Listen to this for a minute to illustrate how important the difference is in the two rates of return, average versus actual, and what dramatically different results each number produces. Continuing with the article, if you invested $1,000 back in 1930 at the 6.31%, the average rate of return, you would have $142,000 today. However, at 4.31%, the actual rate of return, you'd have only $30,000 today, 30,000 versus 142 that you're expecting. As you can see from this example, the impact of evaluating any investment opportunity based upon an average rate of return is the only a measurement could prove to be pretty devastating. Average returns are going to create a false impression. Effectively, they're a form of disinformation to amplify what you can expect to earn. So think about average returns this way. You may meet with somebody and they may say, we put together this asset allocation for you, and we did a 25 or 30-year look back, you know, back testing, a retrospective of how this account performed. 
And we, over the 30-year period of time, are going to show you that it's average 6% per year. And before listening to this podcast, you would probably say, well, I understand that. It's average 6% per year. That's what I can expect to earn. But really, all that they did is they took a series of returns over 30 years. The first year, it might have been up by 8. The second year, it might have been flat. The third year, it might have been down by 2. The fourth year, it might have been up by 4 and then down by 5 and then flat again and then up by 10 and maybe down by 20. They took that whole series of returns and they just averaged it out over a 30-year period of time. So when somebody says to you that they back-tested a portfolio for 30 years and it's averaged 6% per year, a very good question to ask them, is there any one individual discrete year that has actually done 6%? And the answer to that question is highly likely to be no. That portfolio has probably never done 6% per year. They just took a random series of annual returns and averaged them out over 30 years. But it creates an impression in your mind that you can expect to receive 6% per year. So then when somebody suggests to you that you take out 3% per year as your retirement income scenario, prior to listening to this podcast, you would say, well, that kind of makes some sense. Because this portfolio that they backtest that has averaged 6% per year for 30 years and they're suggesting I only take out a 3% per year retirement income. That makes sense to me. But now after listening to this podcast, you understand that that's not how markets work. They took, again, a series of returns, up by 8, down by 10, up by 5, flat, down by 3, whatever it happens to be, and have averaged them out. So here's what happens, is that you retire at the end of 2021, as many people did, December of 2021. And then we have a market in 2022 that drops off the S&P by roughly 20%, the NASDAQ by 30%. So let's say you had a million dollars in your 401k plan and you retired in December 2021. The million dollars because of market losses, say you retired to the S&P 500, just hypothetically, that would have uh, taken your million dollars down to $800,000, roughly a 20% loss. And then you also took out 3% of your original million. So now you're down to $770,000 in just one year. What happened to your 6% average return, is what I would ask. Averages create a false impression. As I mentioned, essentially, they are disinformation. You know, being close to retirement, it's taken you roughly 40 years from the ages of 25 to 65 years old to accumulate the limited, the finite amount of assets that most of you have. And now by knowing that losses are going to affect your portfolio more dramatically than gains, you can draw a conclusion. And that conclusion should be, number one, avoid serious loss. Number two, when generating income on your portfolio, use strategies that guarantee that income, not having a variable income based upon future market performance that nobody knows where markets are going to be you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, let alone a retirement that might quickly, that might last 30 years. So let's quickly review a few of the down markets that we have experienced in our lifetimes. You know, in 1973 to 1974, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by 40%, 40% during that period of time, during the oil embargoes with the Arab-Israeli wars. Remember that? Where they were rationing gasoline here in the United States in 2000 to 2002, the Dow fell by 36%. We had two events then. We had number one in 2000, the dot-com bubble bursting. And then unfortunately in 2001, we had the September 11th terrorist attack, 
and the Dow fell by 36% during that period of time. And then just six or seven short years later, in 2008 to 2009, the Dow fell by 52%. 52%. That was its worst decline since the Great Depression in 2008 to 2009. And I'd ask you, if you were close to retiring at that point in time, standing at retirement's doorstep, who out there could sustain a 50% loss, 52% to be accurate, of their retirement savings? The answer, of course, is nobody could. So de-risking a portfolio as you get closer to retirement is so important in understanding the difference between average versus actual rates of return. And let's think about that again. Why losses affect your portfolio uh, more dramatically than gains do? Let's think about this for a minute. Now, let me give you an example. If you had $100 in your portfolio and you lost 50% of it, how much money would you have remaining? You had $100 and you lost 50%. You would have $50 remaining. So out of your remaining $50, what type of return do you need to make just to get back up to your original $100? Not to make any money, just to get back up to where you once were, maybe a week earlier or a month earlier. Do you know? Well, the answer, of course, is that you would need to make a 100% return of your remaining $50. That It would have to double to get back up to where you once were to your original $100. So who out there has ever made a 100% return, especially when there's no time left, when you're ready to retire? Probably not too many people. But the point is, is that a 50% loss is only overcome by a 100% return of what remains. But by looking at things from an average rate of return perspective, it weighs both of those equally. A 50% loss is only overcome by a 100% gain. That's just how the math works. So understanding the difference between average and actual rates of returns is really paramount to building a sustainable retirement income, one that's dependable, not susceptible to misinformation and disappointment. And if your advisor isn't talking to you about the difference between average versus actual rates of return, reach out to me, and I will. I'll talk to you about these concepts, and I'll show you better ways to structure retirement income. So why is average versus actual rates of return, such an important concept for you to understand in retirement. It's important because of a second concept that I want to expose you to today. And that second concept is something called sequence of returns. And I want to preface my comments by telling you, you know, to prepare for each podcast, I research a ton of information. And on these podcasts, I try to choose topics that are meaningful to retirees, but at the same time can be talked about in an entertaining way. My goal is to hold your attention as well as provide you with germane information to help you better understand the issues that you're going to face as you enter your golden years. So in a way, I walk a little bit of a tightrope. It's a balancing act between holding your attention yet providing information that is essential for you to know. Some topics are easy to make entertaining and others not so much. They're dry, but they're really important for you to know. And sequence of returns is one of those dry, but really important for you to know topics. So as we all know, markets move up and markets move down. Some days they move up a little bit more, other days they move down a little bit more. And throughout your life, you've been riding these market ups and downs, not really giving them too much thought, because you rationalize that you're in this thing for the long haul. So momentary highs or lows years ago were nothing to get too worried about. You know, as the Rolling Stones once wrote, 
Time is on my side when you're young. But eventually time passes, and even Mick Jagger is aged. You know, and on the day that you retire, your tolerance for market ups and downs will have run out because you no longer have time to recover from a down market. Where you were once focused on the long haul, being close to retirement, you're now focused on the immediate, generating retirement income from the finite amount of assets that has taken you a lifetime to accumulate. So as you approach retirement, all the rules begin to change and your thinking has to change as well. Now, conventional wisdom, as I told you a couple of minutes ago, will tell you to build a retirement income plan based upon a lot of assumptions. They're going to use a hypothetical rate of return that's going to be credited to your portfolio. So we have a portfolio that we back-tested for 30 years and it's averaged 6% per year. So we're going to credit that to your portfolio as your hypothetical in the future rate of return. Then we're going to use the hypothetical assumed withdrawal rate that represents your income of 3% per year. So this is how they're going to build models. But in the real world, the risk associated with sequence of returns to your portfolio is greatest when you reach retirement. Each year in your portfolio, you're going to have a different return. There are going to be good years, there are going to be bad years, and there's going to be everything in between. Now, they can all be added up in average, but in reality, each year is going to have its own individual return, its own particular market return, its discrete market return. And that's going to result in a sequence of returns. Sequence, as you know, is just a synonym for the word order. So that order in which you earn returns, that sequence in which you earn returns, is going to be the sword that you live and die by in retirement if you're using this type of uh, income generation strategy. So think about sequence of returns this way. You know, sometimes for important occurrences in our lives, I'm sure that we wish that events had happened in a different order, in a different timeline, in a different sequence, if you will. You know, it's somewhat like watching a sporting event. Have you ever seen a key player in a really big game who was injured early in the game, early in the game, before they ever had a chance to make a positive impact on the game? It happens all the time, right? We see that all the time in your life, you've seen that. But what if that same player wasn't injured in the early part of the game and they played well throughout the whole game, but then was injured in the final moments of the game? Well, in that case, his injury might not have mattered to the outcome of the game. So you see, it's not the fact that the player was injured. Injuries are going to happen. Down markets are going to happen. What's more important is when the injury recurred, occurred to the player. Did the injury occur early in the game, before the player had a chance to make an impact on the game, or later in the game, after the player's impact was felt? The outcome of the game is more influenced by the when the injury occurred than the fact that the injury happened at all. Simply put, the sequence of events is most important. When certain events happen will determine the magnitude of their impact. Ultimately, it's the old adage, timing is everything. So once you stop working and begin drawing a retirement income from your nest egg, the order, the sequence of returns that you earn on your nest egg will determine your financial well-being in retirement, how long your nest egg will last. As you go through your golden years, the timing of those returns, the order in which those returns occur, will determine your financial well-being. 
you know, as I mentioned before, in 2008 and 2009, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average decline by 52%. If at that point in time you were 100 years old and on your deathbed, that steep market decline might not have mattered much to the well-being of your retirement. But if in 2008, 2009, you were 65 years old and newly retired, a market decline of that magnitude might have been enough to force you to go back to work. Just like the athlete who was injured early in the game, your retirement game plan would have been severely altered. The impact of a market decline is greatly determined by when it occurs. If that market decline occurs early in your retirement, its impact is going to be felt far more severely than had it happened at the tail end of your retirement. And I gotta tell you, in my 37 years of working in the financial service industry, I have found that the typical retiree, probably similar to somebody you, like you listening to me right now, doesn't understand that during the years immediately before and immediately after reti you retire is the most important time to be super conservative with your nest egg. It's the most critical moment. It's the moment when a misstep holds the greatest potential to ruin your retirement dreams. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. In June of 2011, the Government Accountability Office, you're familiar with the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, you hear them referred to on the news all the time. They laid out a very good example of the impact of sequence of returns. They used the classic hypothetical person A versus hypothetical person B to illustrate portfolio returns being received in two different orders, in two different sequences, if you will. So let's see if I can explain this in a little bit more detail. So over a three-year period of time, person A started off with a big gain their first year. They had a loss during their second year, and then they had an average third year. Person B had exactly the same returns, but just in a different order. Person B suffered a loss the first year, but he had a big gain the second year, and he finished the third year, just like person, hypothetical person A, with an average year. Also, each person was withdrawing the same retirement income from the nest egg. So they had the same income coming in. However, because of the difference in the sequence of returns, when you repeat that scenario three years over and over again, person B runs out of money in six years. It runs out of money six years earlier than person A. Just think about that. Each had the same annual returns, but received them in a different, in a different sequence. Each was taking the same income withdrawal. But as a result of the different sequence of returns, one is broke six years early than the other. You see, if your nest egg loses money at the moment of retirement, and you're also withdrawing a retirement income from your nest egg, it's going to impact you far more dramatically than if the loss were to happen later in retirement. Timing is everything. More important, for the, four, for the few years preceding and the few years following your retirement, this example from the GAO really illustrates the danger of exposing your retirement nest egg to market volatility that could potentially cause losses. Remember, losses always affect your portfolio more dramatically than gains. It always takes a corresponding bigger gain to make up for the loss. So why would anyone who is at or near retirement, maybe somebody like you, leave any of this to the luck of the draw. Do you know what the market's gonna be doing when you retire? Is it gonna be up, is it gonna be down, do you know? Of course you don't. And by the way, neither does anybody else know. And anyone who tells you that they know isn't telling you the truth. 
You know, reading domestic economic tea leaves is difficult enough in, in and of itself. But when you throw in unpredictable geopolitical events that, that can potentially hurt U.S. markets, this whole thing about forecasting into the future, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, is just a big pile of guesses. And if you're building your retirement strategy on guesses, well, guess what? You had better be very lucky or you may end up very disappointed. Let's put a little historical context to this. In the mid-1990s, it was a fabulous time to retire. Markets were up and retirees experienced a fortunate sequence of investment returns. The retirement gods were smiling on retirees in the 1990s. But if you retire just 10 short years later, in the mid to late 2000s, things weren't so good. That was a very unfortunate time for someone to retire. And the risk that we all face is sequence of returns. Nobody knows what future market returns are going to be. In essence, the investment returns that you experience at the beginning of your retirement will determine how much money you will have in the later years of your retirement. It's just that simple. And unfortunately, whether you start off with gains or whether you start off with losses, it's all a matter of luck when it really comes down to it. No one knows what tomorrow's market's going to do. And it's a fool's game to try to predict where markets are headed. It's all a matter of luck. There are too many random events that can happen that can affect U.S. markets. So if you're close to retiring, I'm going to ask you the same question that Clint Eastwood once asked. Do you feel lucky? Well, for anyone who's seen the old Dirty Harry movies, you'll understand when I say those who feel lucky typically are not. Well, think about this. What if you could use a strategy that would allow your hard-fought retirement savings, savings that might have taken you 40 years to accumulate, give those savings the potential to keep pace with inflation, protect those savings from losses, and then when you're ready to begin a retirement income, it'll pay you an income that's guaranteed to last for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. Wouldn't that be an attractive option to explore? Just think about that. You wouldn't have to worry about sequence of returns. You wouldn't have to worry about average versus actual rates of return. What's going on in our predictable world? Geopolitical threats as well as a dysfunctional Washington, D.C. You wouldn't have to worry about retiring at the wrong time, experiencing losses early in your golden years, and damaging yourself in your later years. You wouldn't have to worry because your wealth would be protected and your income would be guaranteed. Well, listen, until next week, this is Jerry Doherty saying retirement is within reach. And if you'd like to contact me regarding anything that I discussed on this podcast, you can. My toll-free number is 877-772-1776. Kind of has the ring of independence. 877-772-1776. And you can always send me an email. Just use my first name. It's Jerry with a G, G-E-R-R-Y, at Boston independencegroup.com jerry at bostonindependencegroup.com or dial 877-772-1776 hope to see you again next week again this is the retirement is within reach podcast i hope you have a very good week